Today's episode will cover topics surrounding suicide and murder, some topics in which listeners may find uncomfortable or confronting. Listener's discretion is advised. episode for you all. I hope you're having an amazing week. Happy Pride Month again. To my fellow Victorians, I hope lockdown isn't treating you too badly. I know that we should have been out this time um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, that they let us out this Thursday. Not keeping my hopes up though. I think it's, that's just what I do. I just try and not get my hopes up too much. I think maybe that they might ease some restrictions, um, but I've been seeing a lot um, on social media and things that it won't be like a snap back, straight back into how we used to be. I just hope, you know, they ease some restrictions so we can go out and, you know, have a sense of normal life, even though we were all experiencing it like two weeks ago. Um, It's a little bit frustrating, but, you know, we've got to do it and it's better than, you know, having 700 cases or whatever our peak was last year. And I think the hardest thing that a lot of people struggle with is the uncertainty. You know, we look back on last year and they said it was going to be six weeks. And then we ended up staying in for 111 days, which is absolutely crazy. So, you know, and they told us we we're going to be let out last week and then they extended it. So I think that whole uncertainty and not knowing, you know, what the next week will bring is what is the most scary part of this whole thing. And, you know, it sucks that, you know, small businesses and people that aren't working and getting money are suffering and there's no real incentive for people and there's no real support really from the government, which is a little bit disappointing, but at least we all have each other, stay strong, we're bad bitches and we'll get through this. Like I said last week, we've done it before and we'll do it again, period. Continuing on with Pride Month, I thought it was really, I think it's really, really important that, you know, during this time of, you know, celebration and reflection that it's really, really important to remember the importance of Pride Month and why it is so significant in the month of June. And, you know, I never really understood the importance of Pride Month and why we celebrated it in June. And, you know, it was probably only really last year and this year that I started to begin to properly understand the significance of this month and, you know, kind of the history of it. And I think it's really, really important that in this time period during this month that we educate ourselves and develop a proper understanding of why June and why this month is so important, why Pride Month is celebrated this month. So I thought in today's episode that I would take this opportunity to share my knowledge, I guess. I'm no expert. I'm no historian. I am giving you my best understanding of the history kind of of Pride Month. And I'll be discussing two really significant people in today's episode. But before we get stuck into the nitty gritty of today's episode, 
I completely forgot. I was listening back to last week's episode the other day and I realized now if you've been following along from the very beginning or you've listened to all of my guest episodes, you know that I ask each of my guests at the end of each episode, what is some advice you would give to your younger self? Now I was listening to last week's episode with Adrian Murdoch from Minus 18 and I realized I didn't even ask him that question. I asked him a million other questions, but I completely forgot to ask him you know, one of the most important questions, I think, and one of the recurring questions I ask in all of my episodes, and that is, what advice would you give to your younger self? Now, I sent Adrian a text um, asking if he could answer that question for me, and he amazingly sent back an answer. So I'm just going to quickly read out Adrian's response to that question. Advice for my younger self would be to trust the friends I had in high school to be more open about my queerness. I had such strong denial that probably limited the depth of the friendship with them too. It was so liberating after high school to be so open about it with my friends. I wish I had that moment a little earlier because it meant I shut a lot of people out. I think that response is amazing. And I think a lot of people who struggle with their sexuality or gender identity go through that, um, experience of, you know, shutting themselves off from their friends. And there's many, many reasons I think why young people do that in their early ages of trying to figure out who they want to be in this world. And, you know, I think that's some amazing advice that he wishes to give to his younger soul. Now let's get stuck into today's episode. Now, like I said before, I'm no historian. I wasn't there in 1969 and during the whole gay revolution movement. But this is just my understanding of what I've learned during researching this time period and these two really significant people. And I hope that I'm able to kind of use my knowledge to educate you all and, you know, either further develop your understanding of the significance of June or the importance of these two people as well as even if you had, you know, sometimes people didn't even realize, you know, where the whole gay revolution and the gay movement started from. So I hope that in today's episode, you're able to walk away having learned something, if not a tremendous amount. So in today's episode, I'll be talking about two very significant people who played major roles in 1969 in the gay rights movement. I'll be talking about Marsha P. Johnson. Now, if you don't know who Marsha P. Johnson is, she was an American gay liberation activist and self-identified drag queen and was a known outspoken advocate for gay rights and was one of the prominent figures in the Stonewall, Stonewall riots in 1969. Marsha was an icon for the gay movement. She was known through the world alongside fellow liberators, you know, they were the ones that stood the forefront and fought off the police. Now, one of Marsha's fellow liberators and the other amazing person I'll be discussing in today's episode is Sylvia Rivera. Now, for those of you who do not know who Sylvia Rivera is, she was an American gay liberation and transgender rights activist who was also a noted community worker in New York. Sylvia also was a self-identified drag queen and participated in demonstrations with the Gay Liberation Front. Now, the Gay Liberation Front was the name of a number of gay liberation groups 
the first of which was formed in New York City in 1969, immediately after the Stonewall riots. Now, this is why Stonewall is so significant and why Pride Month is celebrated in June. Because on the night of June 28, in 1969, the police raided the Stonewall Inn. Now, the Stonewall Inn was a gay bar and, you know, back in those times, the community didn't really have spaces or places where they could go and freely express themselves and be fully accepted. You know, back then, like the times were unreal and the things that members of the community experienced were horrific, especially those that were transgender. So the Stonewall Inn was kind of a place where members of the community could freely express themselves and it was, you know, their space. Whereas, you know, kind of today it's, you know, there's a lot more bars and clubs and, you know, kind of a more welcoming in heterosexual spaces. But, you know, back then this was kind of the only space in New York City that they could properly go and freely express themselves. And this is why Pride Month is celebrated in June and why Stonewall is so significant. It's because on the night of June 28th in 1969, the police raided the Stonewall Inn and, you know, in this night, drag queens were being dragged out and taken and put into police cars because back in the 60s, it was against the law to be dressed in drag. So these drag queens were being thrown into police cars and taken to jail. And, and you know, on this night, members of the community decided to fight back. And at the Stonewall Inn, Sylvia Rivera was there and, you know, she started rioting with the rest of her members and Marsha P. Johnson stated that she had come down and when she got there, she saw cars being flipped, you know, Molotov cocktails were being thrown. Um, if you don't know what they are, they're kind of like a petrol bomb, you know, they were fighting back against the police. And the very next day is when the movement started. And I was watching this um, documentary and they played a kind of like a clip from a reporter from that day when the movement started. And I'm just going to read you what this reporter said. The world is having to notice what it used to try to ignore. Homosexuals no longer meekly melt away under the blasts of scorn, ridicule, or hatred. Today's gay power people are struggling for full economic and legal recognition and acceptance. Now, I thought it was really, really interesting listening to this reporter because it just goes to show, like, the words and the way in which they spoke, you know, the words such as homosexual and the fact that he said the world is having to notice what it used to try to ignore is, you know, they're basically admitting, you know, the media is admitting that they recognize that the community faced discrimination, yet they're not doing anything about it. And in this time, the only people that did anything about it were the members of the community. And it's just interesting because if something like this was happening in today's, you know, news or media or whatever, the way in which they cover it would be so, so different into the way they spoke about it back in the sixties. And it just goes to show that, you know, there is that progression over the, you know, 30, 40 years, however many years it may have been. But yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. And that report um, was televised, you know, the day after the Stonewall riots when the movement begun. Now, after a while, Marsha and Sylvia knew that they most had to concentrate on the area that no one was really addressing for them. 
you know, the gay rights movement was focusing a lot on same sex relations and individuals and no one was really focusing on an area that only they could address. Sylvia stated that herself and Marsha thought one day that they needed to do something for their own. And that's where star was born. Now star was the straight transvestites action revolutionaries. This was a gay gender non-conforming and transgender street activist organization that the two of them started in 1970. Now I think this is why it's important to understand why these two are such iconic and important members of the community. They started Star House, which was a radical political collective that also provided housing and support to homeless LGBT youth and sex workers in the lower Manhattan. Both of them, Johnson and Rivera, were the mothers of the household. Now, this is so interesting because I never really understood this whole concept until watching the Fox Network TV series Pose. And I know I probably have spoken about this TV show multiple times. Like, yes, it's a fun, iconic, hilarious, um, heartfelt TV show, but it also is so educational and really develops my understanding of the whole concept of what these types of households were and how common they were during this time period. And I truly could not recommend another TV show to you all if you want to kind of understand transgender women, bowl culture, AIDS, like this TV show really explores all of those topics and issues. Now, both Sylvia and Marsha were the mothers of this household and funded the organization largely through sex work, which was such a common thing for members of the community, especially transgender women, to do. You know, they fell into sex work to make a living. Marsha and Sylvia started the Star House to keep the kids off the streets. They wanted to help those on the streets who had nothing, those who ended up turning to sex work or hustling just to make some money and, you know, had no place to stay. And that was really one of the main reasons why the Star House was formed. And quote-unquote, Sylvia said, it was time for us to show the world that we are human beings. And I think that is such an incredible and heartbreaking quote that, you know, for such a long period of time, and probably even today, that those who identify as transgender aren't being seen as human beings or are not being seen as equal. And it's just so heartbreaking that, yes, this whole gay movement has had, there's been progression with the community, but the transgender community are still facing such strong discrimination and it's heartbreaking. However, STAR is considered by many to be a groundbreaking organization in the queer liberation movement and a model for other organization and most definitely put transgender issues on the map. You know what I mean? These two really wanted to fight for the rights of transgender people. These two stories, the life stories of Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera are probably the most fascinating, incredibly empowering, but also so, so heartbreaking stories that I've probably ever researched or heard about. You know, they face discrimination, beatings, they've gone to jail, they faced an incredible immense amount of hatred from a society that 
didn't want them. But I think the most heartbreaking thing that I probably heard about was the incident that happened in 1973 at the Pride March where Marsha and Sylvia were told that they could lead the march alongside fellow transgender people and drag queens. However, that is not what happened when it came to the march and themselves and their people were shoved to the back. Transgender people felt forgotten and neglected by the rest of the community. And this is what is the most devastating thing, I think, to learn about about the community's history is that, interestingly enough, the transgender community felt as though the rest of the community were forgetting who started the revolution in the first place. And Sylvia had been promised a spot to speak at the march. And when she stepped out, she was booed and screamed at. And watching the clips of her standing out in front of, you know, hundreds of thousands of queer, gay, lesbian members of the community screaming and yelling and booing at her. It was so devastating to see these clips of it happening. And it just, I'm just, I cannot understand the concept concept of how one minority group that has faced the same discrimination and hatred as fellow members of their community are able to sit there and convey that same hatred and discrimination towards fellow members of their community, especially the ones that are the reason why this whole movement, the whole pride march, the whole reason why they were there that day had started. It was horrifying. And no wonder why so many transgender people felt so neglected from their community. And this was just so heartbreaking to watch and to hear about. And this is probably another heartbreaking part of Sylvia Rivera's story is that she felt after the march that the gay movement had completely betrayed her people, drag queens and street people. She felt as though all the years she had devoted to this revolution was a waste. Like that would just be so heartbreaking. You know, she stepped out on that stage to, you know, vocalize and fight and empower every single member of that community. And she was greeted with nothing but disgust And I can not only imagine, like, you know, this is 1973 now, which is four years after the Stonewall riots, and she has been working and fighting and empowering the community and fighting the injustice that the community faces for many years. No wonder why she felt that it was a waste. And this pushed her to the edge. And, you know, later that day, Marsha found her bleeding to death and saved her life because it got all too much for Sylvia and it put her into such a dark space that she wanted to take her own life. And that is just so incredibly heartbreaking. And I cannot even begin to imagine what state of mind she was in, you know, having fought for so long for the rights of every single member of the community, no matter how they're sexually identified or what their gender identity is. And that just broke my heart. And, you know, after 1973, she stated that she will not forgive the movement for anything that they had done to her community. And honestly, I do not blame her. After what she experienced and the discrimination she faced from her own community, no wonder why she left 
the movement in 1973. So yeah, I really wanted to highlight the horrifying treatment Sylvia received from her fellow LGBT members on a day that was supposed to signify unity, freedom and happiness. And she was greeted with discrimination and disgust by the very own people she was fighting for. So I really want us to think about how devastating that is. Now, Sylvia moved away from New York. Now, I can't remember where in America. So I'm not going to say. Don't want to give out misinformation, but she moved away from New York after the incident that happened at the 1973 march. And she came back due to the death of fellow liberator Marsha P. Johnson. Now, Marsha went missing in 1992, and six days later, the police found Marsha's body near Christopher Street Pier, which was in New York. Now, Marsha's case has been unsolved for the last 27 years, and the police ruled it out as a suicide. You know, they closed their books and made a decision as they saw Marsha as a marginal citizen. And many of her friends and family and people that knew Marsha argued that it wasn't a suicide saying attacks on gay and trans people were common, you know. There were stories that saw Marsha being harassed by a group of thugs a few days before Marsha died. And, you know, in those times, the police and society just did not care enough to push for a thorough investigation and just ruled it out as a suicide. And that is quite common in today's society with cases against transgender people, especially murders for transgender women. Either cases go unsolved or there is such a great deal of injustice within those cases. Now, after the death of Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia really struggled with the me- her mental health and turned to alcoholism and found herself homeless and living near Christopher Street Pier in which Marsha's body was found. And it wasn't until a few years later where she was taken into a household similar to the type of house she started with Marsha. And from there, she really worked on herself and sobered up and she started be- speaking out publicly again on the gay rights movement and fighting for trans rights and was taking part in pride marches again and kind of reconnected with her old self. You know, when she started going to, you know, pride events and marches, a lot of people were coming up screaming, saying, oh my God, you're Sylvia Rivera. I thought that you had died. We thought you disappeared, all of this stuff. And it kind of proved to Sylvia that she was an icon and she was, you know, this really important person in the whole revolution for gay rights. And I think it was kind of the recognition that Sylvia should have deserved all those years ago. And unfortunately in 2002, Sylvia passed away due to liver cancer. And yeah, those are kind of the stories, a brief outline of the stories of Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. Um, Just to give you kind of an idea of, where the gay rights movement really started from and who was really at the forefront of this. And not to forget that, you know, these legendary people 
were the reason why many of us are able to, you know, live freely and fully express ourselves today. And, you know, sometimes some people still not even able to do so, but if we didn't have this incredible movement, we, our society would be so incredibly different today. And it's just, I think it's so, so important to educate ourselves and understand, you know, the LGBTQIA plus history and where, how much the community has grown and how much society has grown and not to forget people like Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. That brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope that it gives you all a little bit of an insight into two massive figures of the gay movement and also to educate you on why June is so important. You know, the Stonewall riots were held during the month of June in 1969. So I hope I was able to share you some insight to the significance of Pride Month and to Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. I think it's so, so important to acknowledge people like themselves. And I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I absolutely loved researching and reading and watching documentaries about the two of these people, as well as just that era. And I think it's so, so important to, you know, develop an understanding of that time period because it is such an important and significant time period that for our community. So I'll leave in the description for this episode, some documentaries, some websites. I highly, highly, I know I say this all the time, recommend watching Pose. Like that's such an amazing TV show. Um, and it doesn't really feel like you're learning, if that makes sense. It's not like you're watching a documentary, even though documentaries are so educational and so amazing. But if you're not someone that likes to read articles or watch documentaries, I highly recommend watching a TV show like Pose that you can enjoy and will help further develop your understanding of, you know, the 60s, the 70s, um, transgender, the issues transgender women face, uh, bowl culture, um, AIDS. And yeah, it's just such an amazing, um, TV show. So I'll leave in the description where you can go for further information on the Stonewall riots, Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera, and a link to where you can watch the TV show pose. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I've got a brand new guest joining me next week, which I'm so, so excited for. And I can't wait for you all to tune into next week's episode. Have an amazing week. Stay safe and fingers crossed. Next time you hear from me, we are out of lockdown for my fellow Melbourne Victorians. Goodbye. Mwah.